Wins lunch. Wins lunch. Wins lunch. Oh no. Guys, welcome back to Wins Lunch. I'm Spencer. I am Matheson, the number one host of the show. Shut up. Most handsome guy. Wow. We have we have <laughs> we have another handsome guy here with we us. Do. We have uh, singer, songwriter, rapper, Jack and Jack member, Jack Johnson. Let's give him a little baby round. Yes. Plus. Thanks for having me, guys. Happy to be. I'm glad you're here, dude. Yeah, we're very glad you're here. Yeah. It's tough to call who's more handsome, by the way. I got to say that right now. I, I understand. It's okay. I know that he's it's a different obje- type of handsome. He's objectively you know? more handsome. I just actually got okay mad when that. he said that. Well, wait, but you got the glasses. <laughs> you know, you kind of got the author like look the going on with the beanie. It's like, ah, you see, know, it's different types of handsome. I told you, he so. gets He me. has like the hipster. He's got he's exactly. got the the alt left uh, yep. alt left. I, would, I, I definitely would see him at like a coffee left shop, you know, bright and early, just you know, with his little latte. Like, yeah, exactly. Listening yeah. to uh, you guys get it. Listening in the, in the best to, way possible. Listening to like lo-fi hip hop, yeah. tan just, or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, we I've been wanting to have you on here for a while. All everybody who listens is obviously a huge fan of you and what you do. Um, yeah, I mean, everybody's been asking to have you on. So I appreciate you boys having me. We're Dude, fucking we're, here. Yeah, we're on, stoked. On, uh, by this the way, great. did you know that we are the exclusive and only podcast done on the balcony? Really? Yeah. It's true. I'm the only one. You've like looked into it. And you've oh, we've aggressively looked into it. We have Googled. It. Yeah. Really? Hard. We have, no other balcony podcast. We've interrogated a lot of people. Um, waterboarding, you know. Okay. Right. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Not real. Relax. <laughs> are there any others out there? <laughs> are there any others? I see you have an Eagles jersey on, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's Are you a team. Philly boy? It's weird because I'm from Nebraska. Oh, um, he's a massive Philly boy. And, you know, Nebraska, we don't have any loyalty to any team, like pro teams, because we don't right. have any pro teams. Like, our biggest professional team is is an indoor football team called the Omaha Beef, which, you know, they're, they're pretty badass. <laughs> Omaha, like, beef? The Omaha Beef? Omaha Beef, yeah. Because, like, we're known for our steaks and shit. Like, you've heard of Omaha Steaks, that's right? True. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Omaha Beef is, you know, our biggest pro sports team. And outside of that, everyone has to, you know, What's the mascot? give their loyalty elsewhere. Uh, I a think cow. it's like a big cow or something. It has yeah, to be. It must be, yeah. I went to one game. I don't Are really Are they remember. sponsored by Omaha Beef? Or by, by Omaha, Omaha steaks? steaks? I wonder. Uh, Jim Simon, the guy who runs Omaha Steaks, he's like a good family friend. Um, <laughs> no way. We actually did our first like brand deal with him ever, like on Vine and shit, like a whole different like story. But what um, the fuck? You know, obviously they're one of the biggest like national like steak uh, distributors. I guess you would call them that. Slaughters, whatever you want to call do you, them. Yeah. Do you guys get the hookup on steaks? Uh, yeah, yeah. The family. Yeah, nice. I mean, at, we did this like brand deal. It was our first Vine brand deal ever with Omaha Steaks, and he laced us with like steaks for the year type shit. <gasps> That's awesome. Yeah, the are are much closer to like that family than I am. But but Jim's the man. That whole family's uh, awesome. But Omaha Beef, uh, I'm not sure if there's any relation between the two. But either way, it's like everyone has to put their loyalty elsewhere in terms of pro teams. Right. And so for me, it was like around first grade when I started getting into sports. And my buddy Nate Lippincott, first second grade, my buddy Nate Lippincott was like the only other like my only friend at the time who was like really into sports. And his whole family was from Philly grandparents they all like live back there and every time i would be at his house on sundays i would see him and his dad and his whole family watching the, the eagles games and they would be going crazy that's back when they had donovan mcnabb i was gonna say you know uh yeah freaking dawkins and, and yeah, yeah that was that great, was the golden age for yeah the, eagles. the golden age westbrook of course who i'm repping right now but uh yeah bro i just fell in love with the eagles iverson was playing for the sixers so you know all philly sports just kind of came naturally to me that was like speaking of iverson i just watched uh alan iverson um just like crossover compilation on YouTube. Oh my god, bro! <laughs> I can't believe what I'm saying, bro. It's unbelievable. He was like, I've really, never seen somebody play like that. He was really the answer, bro. Yeah. Do you remember the video where he steps over uh, Tyron Lue in the playoffs? Sure He's do. playing the Lakers. Sure do. That has to be the most badass moment in sports, bro. Like so disrespectful, and they ended up winning that first game. Ended up losing the finals, like in you know the long run. You should follow but, uh, wow. Allen Iverson on Instagram. He he has some funny posts now. Oh really? Yeah. He is. It's it's like you know he's definitely like. How old grown, is he now? Like he's an he's old like, man now, like, you know? He's 40s? At least 45. At least 45, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he just like, he, but he's still AI. He's still hood. Oh, he's yeah. still like just, you know, just cocky. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's Love still... the dude, bro. Um, he, but, but yeah, those two sports teams really just brought such an energy to that city at the time. And I guess I just fell in love with the Philly sports. So those dude, are my two main ones, but yeah. That's awesome. I, I've actually always wondered that because I, I remember when we played in Philly we toured together. Yeah, I was like, shout out the Eagles on stage. You literally had like an Eagles beanie on, an Eagles jersey. <laughs> Fans like, were me like Eagles stuff because they all know. Like, you you know. had Eagles everything. <laughs> For sure, bro. I had to represent. What, um, what about you guys? Where do you like? We're just both from Ohio. We're not so big sports um, people. Are you Browns guys? No. No. Nah. I don't really No, care. I don't think you could be a Browns person if you, even if you were living in Ohio. Really? Not even now with Baker and the whole, you know? That's true. It's getting I better. I think the next generation should be Browns fans. What but, about Cavaliers when, you know, it was the golden era of LeBron? Dude, to be honest with you, I really only followed baseball when I was younger. 
I liked I liked okay I like basketball I like playing basketball. I still do ball but um I like the Cincinnati Reds okay I get the Reds yeah I like baseball I think in Ohio the only the only thing that matters is the it's Buckeyes. Ohio State football, Ohio yeah. State Buckeyes mm-hmm. and we kind of got some beef there oh really the Huskers the Corn Huskers oh, the yeah. Hus- right yeah, yeah, yeah big yeah, yeah. beef actually not big, some little Big beef. Ten edition some some yeah. Omaha beef but it's all good we all, who's better or whatever. did you know this is gonna be a sports podcast this is all it we talk about sports for two hours. Fun, I think people actually. just like they either they either like LeBron or they like the Buckeyes, and that's <laughs> yeah, it. that's what it is. And all the Cavs fans are now Lakers fans, and that's just what happened. But it's true, it's true. I mean, the Cavs, you know, they could they could bounce back. Um, they got some young talent, but yeah, it's definitely probably been tough as an Ohio sports fan for like some some it's not, period of time. It's not good, Jack. But hey, you know, it's you got the football not a good situation. You got to grind I think, through. It. I think like the Browns fans are very unapologetically loyal though because they've yeah. been bad for so long mm-hmm. so people will just go because they're like i, I have to you know yeah. it's gonna be it's I, gonna be like you're a fucking cubs fan yeah. and then we're gonna be like when we're 103 we're gonna see the first <laughs> super bowl win, <laughs> win by, by the browns, browns. <laughs> right bro because didn't the cubs take like there was like a hundred year hiatus before yeah. they won the, the world series right? it was an, yeah and it, it, it was an amazing win I big moment that. right i was like well, you know story sports. too we're really talking about sports but like i know the uh that whole fiasco where they were in the World Series or maybe the playoffs and that dude, there was that foul ball and that dude like caught, like reached yeah, over yeah, the yeah. side oh, yeah. and he caught stole it. it from the yeah. Guy I just saw like a little, like a little documentary about that. I didn't like, he got like real. Oh, yeah. Oh his his God, whole bro. life got fucked. Yeah. Like he, he, he had like to, had to move. He had he to move in like, public. Yeah. In the yeah. City. Like, I think he changed his name and stuff. Like wasn't he a Cubs fan too? He was a Cubs fan. And that's the thing too. Like if you watch the video, it's a completely reasonable thing to do. Like you're a fan. There's like a foul ball coming. So you try to catch it. And he got, he would, they've, People were throwing stuff at well, him. Like, stay at the rest of the game. No, the security had to come get him because people were like throwing full beers so at him and stuff. Him. It is brutal. Let's, hey, let's talk about. Let's talk about. Let's talk about sports. Oh. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right, how about uh, LeBron? <laughs> um, I, Jack, I want to know like a shortened version of how you got from Omaha Jack to LA Jack. Okay. <laughs> like, I want to know how you know what I mean. Like, how how, sure. you, how you get your start? How yeah, did you yeah, get definitely, here? Definitely, definitely. Uh, I would love to give you a little little backstory, and I'd like to think you know there's still quite a bit of Omaha Jack still in LA Jack, but the, okay. tra- the transition, like was, the transition was big, man. It was such a culture shock. And you know, me and G, uh, you know, we had been best friends since kindergarten, met the first day of kindergarten and just had been at- inseparable ever since and mm-hmm. both had the same name, obviously. And so I think it was around like between junior and senior year, uh, we, we learned about Vine and, you know, we saw some people like who were getting popular on there. All the kids in like our, our, uh, our class were, on it and like we weren't really on it yet and well once we downloaded it we saw people on there who were like gaining a following but they weren't traditional celebrities you know and so and we were always like making like yeah. youtube videos back in like middle school and stuff and we always love sketch comedy and stuff and uh and we always love making like song parodies like you can dig up these like really cringy videos of us we made this one to a uh, sexy can i by ray j <laughs> and we called it apple store can i and it was all just about apple store products and we were just rapping in front of g's macbook and is this on vine or is this on YouTube? it's on youtube like there's we gotcha. took we took it down because we were like thought it was so cringy but it's hilarious now i'm actually glad like <laughs> some fans found it and re-uploaded it but uh either way yeah we were just like always putting content out like up until like the vine days we took a little gap in the first few years of high school because you know social pressures like yeah we just wanted to be like we didn't want to be like those weird like which was stupid of us because like we kind of right. definitely let our peers get to us and we're like, why are we making YouTube videos? We only have a couple thousand subscribers. Like, let's just focus on school and stuff. And so Vine comes back around. We start seeing these people who aren't, you know, traditional celebrities, like, actually gaining traction on there. Yeah. And, like, really, like, you know, who hitting Who did you see? The, like, who's, who's... Like, Rudy Mancuso and, like, right. Eric Dunn. I remember Eric Dunn. He was uh, so in Florida good. and he was always hilarious. And uh, I'm trying to think who else. But, I mean, there was just, you know, quite an array of people who were putting out content and were the biggest people on the platform. There weren't really traditional celebrities on the platform yet. And so me and G are like, yo, we love sketch comedy. Why don't we just bring that into the Vine world and like, you know, just put our best foot forward. And we started just posting consistently. And, you know, I think between, by the time senior year started, this was between junior year, senior year. By the time senior year started, we might have had like 30,000 followers. We had a couple like big ones that like blew up. And Did you become like high school famous? Yes, exactly. Gotcha. So like in the city, it was, happens. In the yeah. city it was like the first day of uh, senior year. Um, we were in the office and like some freshmen came up to us. Like we were doing like orientation or whatever and some freshmen came up to us and they asked for a picture. I remember it was the first picture we ever took with anybody. Oh yeah, because you probably had the summer just to be like Vine yeah, and every day. Yeah, and we didn't yeah, really yeah. see anyone outside of like, you know, just like the friends we were hanging out with. Gotcha. Like, you know. Um, and so it's not like we, like there wasn't really an opportunity. But like, so this local buzz kind of started growing and we, I remember taking our first picture in the principal's office. Uh, <laughs> 
uh, first day of senior year, and we were like, bro, what? This is crazy. Like, just motivated us to go harder. We're like, yeah. wow, people actually like our videos. Um, and so then, you know, we started posting, like, musical covers in the mix, uh, in the mix of the comedy. I would say it was probably, like, 80% comedy. Like, for every, like, five comedy videos, we'd probably do, like, something musical in the mix. Um, Fire. Whether that be, like, me playing piano, G-singing, like, me beatboxing. Can I interject and tell yeah. you that the first time that I became aware of who you guys were was because of Vine. It was... Which one? You remember? Yes, I do. I was... Uh, I think I know which one. I'm just <laughs> I was Ohio Spencer laying in bed, just like, you know, on Vine for two, three hours a night. It was actually... Uh, God, dude, it was where you like would you were like nerds nerd and vandals, yep, I nerd vandals, <laughs> and you go it, like uh, you like a four by four equals sixteen. It was on the back of a jeep, four by four. You know? Right, they like put equals oh, sixteen. Vandalize some stuff, bro, yeah. and it's hilarious. Nerd vandals is hilarious. That one was, that was what, what really like blew us up. Like we had maybe two hundred thousand followers, and then we posted that one. I think we got a hundred thousand more overnight, and like that just started the influx of everything. Like the next day at school, nerd vandals. <laughs> The next day at school, uh, I think like the Huffington Post and like some big like news sources like picked up the Nerd Vandals Vine, specifically that one. Shit. They're like the funniest Vine. Like, I mean, whatever. Like they were gassing us. But either way, like we went to school the next day and like I remember our English teacher, uh, we weren't in the same class, but like G wasn't in my class at the time. But my English teacher was like, so guys, uh, have you guys seen this video? And he played it in front of the whole class. And I was like, oh my God, what are you doing, Mr. Cleffer? <laughs> Mr. Cleffer, you Clefer. mother. No, <laughs> and he was a great bitch. dude. He was. A, it was funny because this, this – uh, this English teacher, he was like loved rapping and he would always like rap in front of the class. Total nerd, but like, you know, he was hilarious. Right. I know the type. Um, but he uh, he played the video in front of the entire class and then he pulled up the Huffington Post article and I was like so embarrassed. My, my cheeks were bright red and I was like, shit. I mean, like, that's legendary, it is what bro. it is. It was kind of dope looking back on it because I'm like, wow, like the whole like, I mean, I, that just started the influx of everything, man. After that, we just stayed consistent and then, you know, linked up with some other like young cats on there and the whole MagCon shit started. Oh, yeah. And that's when everything just started taking off. And then I think the top of the next year, we put out our first song. Um, we never really knew how to make music prior to uh, having like producers locally in the city reach out to us. You know, well, bro, we, it's crazy. We love making like and writing shit and doing parodies and stuff and like whatever. Like back in the day, right. but, like we had never like traditionally recorded ourselves. We had done covers on Vine, but we had never like really recorded ourselves in gr not even GarageBand. You know, we didn't know how to do it. And so um, the the yeah. the difference between your first song and now is just. Literally, as who snarky Mark on TikTok would say, astronomical. <laughs> Ast the volume in this bus, that dude is hilarious. Oh, he's so funny. <laughs> but dude, it's so crazy how like just the production and like no, not even the production, the the vocal production. Vocal production is like that's the biggest thing I noticed. Bro. It's like, but you wouldn't necessarily know it was bad when you put out your first song of back in two thousand. We didn't have any like uh, sense of relativity and anything to reference it to, you know, and so. The biggest thing for us is like, you know, the, these local producers reached out, uh, Travis and Turner Eakins, great kids. I just saw uh, the younger brother, Turner. He's going to University of Lincoln now. I just saw him last nice. fall at a, at a uh, football game and I hadn't seen him in years. But like, we owe those kids a lot, man, because they really like reached out and were like, yo, we can help you make music. They were just producing kind of as a hobby while they were doing school. They just went to like another kids, local yeah. high school. Yeah. And so we linked up and we, we ended up putting out distance. But yeah, bro, the biggest thing I noticed, like, when I listened to those songs, I cringed to my core. I'm not <laughs> saying, you know, they didn't, like, you know, inspire people, and I, I'm sure, like, you know, the fans still sing them at concerts, which I'm forever grateful for, and, you know, there's still people, like, like, enjoy those songs, but when I look back, it's cool to see the progression, but at the same time, I'm like, man, th that kid had no confidence in the booth, bro, like, Dude, I, just, I just didn't know who I was. I hear yet. you, and it's it was cool on your tour that you did... You would just do like maybe like a six minute compilation of all yeah, these, exactly. all these like class, all these like your first songs. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. like, here's a little homage. This An isn't homage. who we are anymore, but like we would know that you want this. So we'll exactly, get it I thought exactly. that was really fire. Appreciate you, man. And we were like, how do we fit all these in? Like at that point we had such a robust, like, you know, catalog. We were like, how can we fit in some songs that we know fans would be upset if they didn't hear? Like songs that we know like help fans, but like yep. we don't want to perform the whole thing. So yeah, exactly. We're like, okay, let's just do thirty seconds of each one, or like you know, forty-five seconds of each one. Fantastic. Make it an eight-minute like little thing, and then bam, knock them all out in one little foul swoop. You feel me? Because at the end of the day, they're not our favorite songs to perform because all our new shit is. Like, well, you evolved, dude. Yeah, we evolved exactly. You know what I mean? Like it, those messages maybe don't speak to you anymore, even. No. Well, it's like, part of who I you mean, are. Yeah, and it's I, part of your journey, you know. So like, you want to respect important. like that part of the. The ride, of so, course, man. Yeah. And it, it's all like you know, it all. I think the butterfly effect is very real. Everything happens for a reason, and mm -hmm. you know, every event happens the way it's supposed to happen in order to get you to where you are today. And so, um, to me, I'm grateful for the whole journey, even though you know, I listen to some of the songs and I cringe. And some some of our buddies will just take the piss out of us and just play the records like at parties in front of a bunch <laughs> of girls and stuff, like our old like shitty records. And I'm like, what are you doing? Bro? I have How a song called Bad Influence. Bad Influence. 
And like that. Is that one of your younger Spence records? Oh, it's yeah. It's my first record. And that's the that's the record that like sometimes like someone will be like one of my friends is like, yo, dude, I didn't know like you made music. Like this is so dope. And they'll send it to me. I'm like, what? <laughs> why did you listen to that one? No way. And it's but, like, so to you, does it stand the test of time or do you like look back and kind of cringe know, a little bit too? It goes really hard at live shows. I still yeah. play it, but it was like it's got like a horn drop and it it's just very 2015, I feel 14. Like, I feel like. And it just his very much in that year. <laughs> See, I can't imagine though, like, you know, I can't imagine you ever not having confidence in the booth with the voice you have. You know what I'm Dude, saying? Dude, thanks, man. I'm sure I, like the vocals were like still there, right? hundred like, percent. I, I would just sing like, I would try to sing very, very poppy. So I was a very I would different have this, person. Like, you try to force a tone almost instead Dude, of just letting your natural tone. So sound? like, I've never actually, I've never been a fuck boy, but I, I thought when, you know, when I first moved to LA and I was living with the boys in Woodland Hills, I thought that, you know, I looked around and I saw like all these certain haircuts, all these clothes, fuck boys, everything, <laughs> right? Real fuck boys. Yeah. And I was like, I, th- if they, you know, if they're getting social media attention, I need to do what they're doing. So I would literally, I did like a fade haircut, the same exact stuff everybody was doing. I feel you. I like, I like the swoop you got going now. Bro, I just let it go. It's now. very Leo esque. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like yes. I can tell you're like, you know. Oh, we talked about Leo the other day. Oh yeah, Shut yeah, yeah bro. Oh my god, bro, such a hit. Wow. Um, but yeah, dude, it's you know, it. it I would kind of have this like, R- I used to want to be like a big R&B artist. That's like what I wanted. And then I started realizing that people, I've talked a lot about this in this podcast, but people don't want to do trying to be sexy. Like it's just fucking lame. No, it's a lot of effort too, bro. Like who's like, who's the, who's like the most sought after male artist in the music industry these days? Harry Styles, Maddie from the 1975. They don't give a fuck. Not they don't true. like, they're not like, they're not trying to be sex symbols, but that's what makes them sex symbols. You yes, know what I'm saying? They're themselves so fucking much. Shameless themselves. Yeah, yeah, bro. And that's the name of the game, you know? And yeah. I think, I think, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. You, you had to go through that chapter of you, like, you know, trying to force this image maybe in order to truly realize had this to. is what works. Had to. You know, the tell me sweater vibes, like, you know, which bro. I, st- which I still hear like, you know, the army influence bro. because you're hitting these crazy runs. So right. runs. always a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like you have like these like church, this like churchy <laughs> aspect of some of your songs, which is like Thanks, makes them bro. so glorious and choir esque, which I love too. But it's dope, bro, because I can tell, like, you know, this is, like, the true Spencer that we've been, the music we've been getting as of late. Dude. Which is important. I, I, I've been trying to be me. Yeah. It's been fun. We can all only This has been a know? big blow up, you know? You guys are just being so nice to each other. This is so great. Dude. It's, it's just so happy, session, you, know? you know? It's just a big gas section. <laughs> no, I mean, we talk about session. that for a lot, too, but just to both your guys' points, like, that's, I think people like when people are genuine like mm-hmm. that's when people start respecting you more as an artist or just as a person in general you know like if you and yeah and that's like when the success starts coming it's just weird how like the universe lines up that way Dude, you know people where can like see through yeah like, like they, they can, can just tell front mm-hmm. so easily they can see through bullshit so easily. right jack especially fucking the f- like the fan bases that i would say that gravitate towards our music the smartest people in the world are like young girls they're fucking so smart. They're the tastemakers, dude. They're the taste. They're the real tastemakers. All these people, you know, at record labels, like these older guys, they don't actually really know it's cool. They're so out of touch. They man. don't know. They literally like, yeah, this is gonna be cool. They don't fucking know, dude. If you want, if you actually want a real answer, get play for your little cousins, bro. Straight bro, up, that's it. Or like even play it for that's your friends it. who are like your age. You know, like like to me, it's like if I don't if I don't want to play a record for my friends in the car, like if it doesn't match my taste, like. Like, of course, it's cool to take risks and, like, step outside of your comfort zone, but, like, I like those left-field records if I think they're different and cool. Like, if I have, like, some sort of apprehension to play a record for my friends and I'm like, ah, then I know that's not, like, truthfully who I am or, like, what lane I should be going down, so to speak. That's cool. If I'm, yeah. like, that's pretty cool. If I'm excited and I'm like, bro, get in the car right now. Like, I have to play this record. Like, that's how I know it's a winner in my mind. And then the energy that I feel like then when I made the record is going to... It's going to roll over into like me promoting it and me talking about it in interviews. It's like you can sense the real true uh, connection between you and the record, you know, when you just said it, when it's something you're actually passionate about. That's it. That's little. that's all it is right there. It's true. And that's bro. like why the, like why shows like the voice don't work, you know, like, yeah, yeah. like there hasn't been a they, star to come from yeah. the voice. And you have a great voice, but then bro, like, literally like, what do you do with it? Right. You know? I don't well, know if it, you knew, but I, I did X factor yeah. really? in the UK. How was and, that experience? Uh, it was fantastic. I was I talked about this in the last podcast, literally the last episode. But yeah. uh, I was, you know, it was like it's not what it seemed. Simon Cowell literally hit up my manager and said, "We would like your American boy to be on the show." So I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" Fire. So instant pass. Um, and then we're at the live shows, and I'm instantly famous in London. 
literally instantly famous. The show's so big over there, isn't it? The and then when the show goes off the air, like when we're done with the season, no one gives a fuck anymore. <laughs> That's just how the shows work. Yeah. Like literally, I couldn't walk to Starbucks and the show ended and I went off the show. Nothing. That's crazy, bro. People love those temporary Nothing. like stories of like, you know, what this could be, but then they don't fully invest, you know, well, especially they, when it's a show like that. They painted me as like, I was like, and I, I didn't actually say any of this, but they painted like I was this poor guy from Ohio. They like made this I, backstory I had never been for to LA. you? Yeah, dude. Honestly, because that makes it, I'm always curious about these, uh, <laughs> these like contest based shows. Like, are all these backstories real? Do they fabricate stuff? Do they're they, just like, very, uh, yeah, exaggerated, and, exaggerated big time. That's yeah. literally my point. Like, they made up a disingenuous <laughs> story about you. Like, imagine that. Like, people didn't grab on because that's not who you are. It's not who you are. And yeah, exactly. Like, it never would have worked with that, that narrative. You know right. Exactly. That was the precursor to me not being a fuckboy anymore though which is great which is yeah i mean made that, me not want to have a faux hawk it had to happen bro <laughs> the butterfly effect it happened for a reason i'm the telling butterfly you butterfly effect <laughs> which is a great movie by the way wow ashen kutcher ashen killed that bro it's like people do not give that ashen dude enough kutcher. you know do that's not from? give that dude enough respect no what's that from that's kevin from the office i look like ashen oh, yeah. kutcher <laughs> oh my gosh bro. i just started the, uh, the nope. office from the top for the first time well i've seen like a bunch of episodes out of context throughout yeah. my entire life isn't it fantastic Bro, once you actually like really start learning the characters, you you see like, like you have to watch it in sequential order. Where are you at? Uh, season four just starting. Maybe like season four, episode three. You're about to be in your feels, dude. It's my favorite no, show. No, I know. Of Jim and Pam are starting to you know get Jim flirty. Jim and Pam are They're starting you know, to break off their relationships with you know Roy and uh, who's the Karen. chick that yeah Karen. Oh, dude, exactly. you're gonna get me really in your feels. I'm excited. It's like bro. so heartwarming and beautiful and. Hilarious. I just don't want it to end. I want to take it slow. Like I've taken like a week off since I last I watched the last episode because. I just want to like, you know, let it marinate. I don't want it to be over. Don't worry, you know? dude. You're going to end it and you're just going to start over. No, exactly. That's what every it's person like Entourage, does. Like, I've done yeah. that with Entourage like four times. It's like the, least, the journey begins again Yeah. when you start it over because I'm and on my fourth time. Yeah, and you forget all these like great one-liners. And, oh my Amazing. God, that show is yeah. genius. There's so many little things that you don't notice the first time or the second time you have watch you, it. Have and you seen the auditions? 100%. Like you yeah, pick up like, things. Fucking, but have you seen the auditions of the other people yeah, 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 who are potentially yeah. going to be cast as those It's a lot of famous people. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen, yeah. Would not have been a good Dwight though. No, hell no. You can't. Well, Dude, nobody that's because we Dwight. know Dwight. Yeah, nobody can be Dwight outside yeah. of like Dwight. What's the dude's name? Who's Rain. Dwight? Rain, yeah, Rain Wilson. Wilson. Rain yeah. Wilson. He's fire, bro. Yeah, he's got a. He, he actually has a really good podcast. Really called Soul Pancake. Really? Yeah, it's good. He's. I mean, he's so funny. Dude, he's hilarious. He's such such a hilarious. There's dude. actually. I just. There's like a couple podcasts which is really interesting dedicated to the Office that talk about like bro the theories. psychology and yeah. theories and like Kevin all this kind one. of stuff. Pam We're has not one. talking about like just fans that like literally die, like psychologists like actual doctors. No way. Are making podcasts hilarious. like de dedicated to the Office That's because crazy. breaking down their psyches and stuff. Well, because like, I mean, it's still like in 2019. It was the most streamed Netflix show by like a crazy mm -hmm. amount. And I mean, there's whatever stranger things and like all these huge matter. shows. These new shows can come yeah. Out and not be in the office. Bro. It's like beating it by like tens. Well, of it's crazy too. Yeah, Cause yeah, yeah. all those people, <laughs> so dope, yeah. I mean, I, I, I probably see Oscar maybe once a month because I think he lives right near us. Oh, no really? Um, but I was listening to a podcast that Pam has called the office ladies. Oh yeah. And she was literally like, we are more famous than we have ever been. Like right now, they right. are more famous than when the show was in the air Damn, 15 years point. ago. I believe yeah. that. It's crazy. Sure. They've got to be, bro, because it has such like residual like like uh, viewing ability. It's like, mm -hmm. bro, you can, like every year, that's probably gonna until the end of time gonna be the top rated show on Netflix. Kevin's I they might making take it bank. Off. They well, they they were gonna get rid of The Office and Friends, and then enough people got mad. Yeah, well, like, like I think like stockholders <laughs> and stuff like got really pissed, and they were like, "We're gonna Why lose would you all ever do this. Like, you're gonna lose so much money." And then they're like, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> what would be the point it. of that? Honestly, it makes it would make no sense the, for the office people to get a bigger deal on HBO and just then, like oh, like shop it around somewhere else. Yeah, but I, Netflix is the home for it. It's true, and I mean it's that's got to be the biggest platform too at the moment. You know, I feel it like definitely it is. Definitely is without a doubt. Why yeah. would you want it on one like you know a competitor, a lesser competitor? Well, Friends literally went to HBO and lost a lot of viewers. Dude, is it fucked up? I've never seen an episode of Friends in my life. Uh, it's Me actually, either. It's my. It's one of my top five favorite shows of all time. But you're not the first person to say that. Really? A lot of people haven't seen it. Is, yeah. it like, is it like a cardinal sin, I feel like? Just never seeing Friends? Because yeah. people will like actually lose their shit when Don't I tell, tell Madison. That's her favorite show. Really? <laughs> that is it? No, no, no. Yeah, I, I don't want to push anyone's buttons. But no, nah, it's like I, I didn't see Titanic until like six months ago. And like people would freak hey, out. Dude. They would freak out on me. How dare you? <laughs> How fucking dare you? But I came Disrespect around. Leo. I came around. I came around, you know? Okay, good. And wow, what a movie. But nah, dude. Where did we segue from? I don't remember, but we, but me and Jack, uh, were, were just, you know how you fucking like have people's num like, 
for instance, like, well, if I want to get a hold of you, I'll text you. I'll text you. But like, you see something on an Instagram story, and then a fucking giant DM conversation starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like you don't even have the number. It's yeah, weird. yeah, totally. You'll just start going back and forth. So we got the into end. that about our Shutter Island theories. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was dope. Well, you got. Let me hear. Let me hear like some of the top well, ones. You had, a, you had a pretty interesting. Well, one. mine is. So I think that like it's it's painting a picture that he's crazy, right? Right. I don't think he's crazy. Me neither. Yeah, I don't think he's crazy. I think literally like he he accepted it so he wouldn't get killed in the moment and then when he's sitting on the on the um on the stairs at the end yeah. and he said it better it's better to to die as a good man than live as a monster. Yeah. And then he gives him a look. It's like, I fucking know what you did. I'd rather die though. Because this is this is not existence. Interesting, dude. It's crazy. Yeah. I think I think he was a perfectly normal man that got 100%. the get that got this uh this story planted in his head, and they made him believe. Yeah. They, they fully made him believe it. And because if you're if you're getting told by Ben Kingsley, <laughs> you're gonna fucking believe it. Yeah. It's Ben <laughs> Kingsley. Yeah, bro. And how does like how does he come to this island with this dude and like he has his whole like he remembers his whole life and like he's really there on a professional like work order. It's like to me, it's like no, no, no. There's no way that whole thing was They're stemming from him being like a murderer and like. Like, why would he even be free on the boat on the way over there and not in cuffs? You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Like, it, to me, it's just, bro, it's like, it could go so many different ways. It's like. We were talking about, uh, on Huey Max episode, we were talking about um, Martin Scorsese. Yeah. <laughs> and all the, uh, all the classics. Yeah. And Tarantino stuff. Do you, do you, do you have an opinion? Would you rather Scorsese or Tarantino? Would I rather like have them like direct a film I'm in or watch like. No, if you can only, if you only like, watch, if you only watch Tarantino films. Or Scorsese films, which one should it's you It's super tough because I love Scor- uh, I love Tarantino so much. I, mean, I love them both, obviously. But Scorsese's some- is so much more diverse. Yeah, sometimes Tarantino, it's, it's just a it larger kind of category. seems like, you know, it's very similar editing style, very beautiful. similar thematics um, throughout. And sometimes, like, not all of Tarantino's have been a hit to me. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Which Probably is crazy. Like, 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 I wasn't like a massive Kill Bill fan. And like, people like, sometimes get offended when I say that, but I just like, it didn't quite do it for me. And, and I know it's like, you know, one of his biggest claim to fame, like really kind of helps solidify him. But, um, yeah. but then, you know, he's something like Django. I'm like, holy oh shit. Oh my bro. God. Like, Django and Glorious Bastards are Hateful Eight, dude. I need to watch Glorious Hateful Bastards. Eight? Oh, it's so I good. can't believe I haven't. And it's on Netflix. It's because like every time I'm picking a movie to watch with my homies, they've all seen it. And it's like, I don't want right. to make them rewatch it. Right. So like, I got to watch it on my own time because everybody's already seen it. I base a lot of music videos off of Tarantino. Really? Yeah. I like D- that. The, the aesthetic. Yeah. That and Wes Anderson. Combined. Wes Anderson, I love, bro. Gr- Grand Budapest. You could uh, literally one of my top ten favorite movies. Bro, the way it's yeah. edited, like the the parallel, like the, <sighs> the symmetry and shit, and it's like, beautiful. It's really glorious. If you put um, a Wes Anderson movie on TV and muted it, I could still watch the entire thing. Just, like, just oh, yeah. purely because like of visuals, like violin playing in the background. I'll be like, this is fucking perfect. I love this. That's that's so true though, bro. His his uh. Just the way he frames stuff is so beautiful. And like, yeah. I mean, but to me, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like my favorite director of all time. Yeah, it, what's your favorite movie? Do you have one? Favorite movie of all time. I mean, it sounds like kind of cliche, because I th- but like Interstellar is definitely up there. Just the way it made me great. feel. It's like, I haven't seen a movie that made me feel like that in so long. Braveheart's definitely up there um, with Mel Gibson. I mean, that... Like William Wallace, when people ask me my biggest inspiration, William Wallace is up there as one of my biggest inspirations. <laughs> even though you like know it. he's a Scottish Jew from the 1400s, but like that story is just phenomenal, better. bro. Yeah, it's dope. It's like it oh, they expect story. a musician, but I'm like, nah. William Wallace literally <laughs> took out like an entire army with just like a few Scottish people, and like yeah, and that was a real story too. Yeah. So, but uh, Interstellar is like a heavy mind fuck. Like it really sad, makes you think. Like, Dallas Buyers scary. Club, McConaughey to me is like so next level, especially now in this era of his life. Like, he doesn't miss. He had that kind of, like, fickle era where he was doing, like, you know, chick flicks, like, Fool's Gold. Failure and stuff. to Launch, and yeah, which was yeah, fire as fuck. And they're all dope. They're all great. Like, people gave him a bad <laughs> yeah. rep as being this, like, cheesy rom-com actor for a while. And I think He's that's, a good-looking dude. I think that's why he was like, bro, fuck this. I got to, like, really show people what I can do. Once Interstellar came out, like, Dallas Buyers Club, it's like, bro, you cannot not put this dude in he the won, top He won the record. award for Dallas Buyers Club, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What did he just do? He just did a really, like, The big Gentleman. Thing. Did you see The Beach Bum? Did you guys see that one? No. Oh, Check oh, it out. It's no, but I saw, like, he dug. I saw a scene from it and he was doing these like he was like saying this line. He was like doing this weird shit with his hands. Oh, yeah. He was like a tweak in that movie. He was like literally like a druggy, like beach bum, super famous author though. like had a ton of money. Nailed it. Bro, it was such such a good role. And like, yeah. And like Efron was in that, which I think like Efron's kind of having a similar transition right now. I am of being like the teeny bopper, like now not taken as seriously, like high school musical days to like 
you know, doing a, a lot of doing a lot of rom coms and what was he with Seth Rogen? Uh, the one where they're living next door. Neighbors, dude, neighbors, neighbors yeah. one and two. And even that, like, still comedy stuff. But then he just did the Bundy shit. I know he's doing a new Bundy role. shit was fantastic. I see him viral all over Twitter for having this like crazy beard. Now he's clearly doing some crazy role. Let, Let me just, just tell Netflix you, show that new Netflix show. Probably, uh, I'm a huge Zac Efron fan. Probably the most handsome dude I've ever seen in my life. Um, and now he looks even great. Like now he's better like, with a beard. Yeah, I'm he's like, like aging with like his female fans. I swear. Now they're all dude. like in their mid twenties, and they want like a. <laughs> it's not fair. They want like a big grizzly bear guy now, yeah. and like he just pulls it off. I saw a tweet that was like Efron has literally killed every single phase of his life in terms of how he looks. <laughs> yes. The teeny bopper with the swoop, and then he was like you know the young pretty boy with the abs. Yeah. And then you know he started like growing up and like you know having a little scruff, and then bam, now he's got the full <laughs> beard. It's like he's just aging gracefully. <laughs> big Efron did people. fucking all the steroids for Baywatch. Oh my when god. he was just jacked out of his mind. Oh my god. Remember those pictures <laughs> came out? So swole. Yeah, it's. Insane. I threw up one of those on my. I was trying to like really lean out before our tour. Actually. Inspo, inspo shit. I threw it up in my refrigerator. <laughs> Zach Efron right? doing pull ups <laughs> from Baywatch. Ups. Yeah. That's right, great. Yeah, no, it's it's like you know a good a uh, good inspiration to have. That dude has washboards. No matter how you look at it. But dude, I will it's say it's like G's abs. I'm like, screw yeah, bro. you, bro. I'm trying to catch him right now. He's we've been working out hard, and that dude just like has always just been genetically just. That's what it is. Ripped. If it's you so have weird. like, if you have that those kind of abs and like that like just you're just shredded in general. When you do lift, it's like. Then you really you like are really, just next level. Yeah, hey, bro, you should see G's dad. He's like a CrossFit beast, like still, yeah, I'm, still. I, a, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, you met him. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 shredded. He's in such good shape, dude. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, I'm, like genetics I, are a big part of that, you know? Yeah, I was, I remember, like first first few shows of the tour we did together, and when the shirts come off, shirts come off, and I was like, great, fuck he's you, like, dude. He like looks awesome. <laughs> and like fuck the first whatever, like the first night you invited us on the bus. We like went and hung out, and he was mowing out, down pizza, hanging out, and shirt I was off, just mowing like, down pizza. yeah, and I was like, "What is happening? How do you do it?" <laughs> yeah, like, oh, it's just, crazy, bro. Tours um, like when we really cheat. I feel like you know, because it's like it's so hard to have a balanced, you know, meal yeah. meal routine on tour. It's like you know, you might just have like you have to take what you can get. Sometimes. Try being in a fucking sprinter, <laughs> not sleeping. Dude, sprinter life. Yeah, no, I'm sure. Like you, you were probably like we would just shower I, at LA Fitness. Would you lay out like in a row, like or like how would you how would you sleep on a sprinter? Oh, we we never we always got hotels. Okay, but gotcha. Uh, big uh, Red Roof Inn shout out sponsor. Shout out Red, Red Roof Inn sponsor. That was a big uh, that was a big go to. Bro, it's been our sponsor for the last every tour. <laughs> literally, <laughs> it's been a lifesaver. That's so fire. They've saved you literally in the tens of thousands of dollars. And wait, Red Roof Inn is that like a an actual? I've never seen like it's not an establishment or is it like a? It, it is. It is okay. Okay, I don't know if it was like a place that gets you like like discounted rates on like hotels or something like a. What would you call it? Not like a travelocity, but like one of those hotels. Oh my, oh my god. god. <laughs> That's the joys you get right there yeah. with being a balcony <laughs> podcast. Once in a while you get a dog squeal, you get a plane. Just some dog beef going on out yeah, there. Yeah, just some dog beef. No, Red Roof Inn, no disrespect, is just a it's just a low end motel. Watch it. It's not low end, <laughs> it's it is. middle to low end. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen one. Wow, that's amazing. It's I mean it's fine. No, like, it's but like, that's fire. It's free, so we're not it's like great. hanging out. No, there. exactly. If they're sponsoring oh, yeah. hooking it up, it's like hell yeah, bro. Yeah, and we all get like our own beds and rooms because it's like, you know. So it's fantastic. But sometimes we're only sleeping in there for like five hours because you're, you're, you know, the, the Jack and Jack tour we were on was routed for a tour bus and we're in a sprinter because you guys drive overnight. Mm-hmm. So we get in at 2 a.m., sleep for four hours and we got to <laughs> leave by seven. Damn, I remember bro. I get to some of the shows. I just be like, what, bro? Would you, have like, any, would, would you have any like nap like period during the day? Uh, when I get to a venue, I can't sleep. Yeah, you don't nap. No, I feel you. I can't nap during I'm the like day. I'm like fucking like, oh, are we going on? Matson's like, dude, six hours. We will. I'm like, oh, I'm fucking ready now. <laughs> and it's crazy because I also notice I can't, I can't ever like eat a big meal before a show. Never. Ever. I, I eat like, I eat like a, th- a fifth of the meal. And then after the show, I'm just fucking in. Yeah. yeah after the show, I'll just go crazy. But I, yeah, I can't eat before. On our tour, I was in Toronto and I had oh yeah, the biggest omelet I've ever had in my life. For real. And a fuck ton of potatoes and poutine and like I was just doing it poutine and I went right. on stage dude and I I would sing a couple notes like burp to the side just, <laughs> I was just I, and I had like a wife beater on I was like I look so you fat, were just packed up you had a food baby going on <laughs> yeah dude no yeah bro I just I kind of replaced like eating before shows with you know a tequila shot or two you know loosen loosen you up but well, we I still also, do that too we yeah, still no, do that too. I, I like doing it but like part of me on the next run me and G go on it's like you know I want to. 
I want to do a whole tour just like completely no no alcohol beforehand because like be I don't think we use it as a crutch at all. I think you know it just kind of like gets you a little loose. It's like we've done plenty of shows sober, so like I know we don't use it as a crutch, but like I, think it helps. I don't I don't want to. Yeah, I think like you know it really helps you bring the energy. But I'm like damn, if I can channel and find that energy just like completely sober, like that's my ideal thing. Because then if I am a little tipsy, then it's just like that's like it's gonna be doubly more, it's double right, energy yeah. exactly. Well, you just so, want to know that you can do it exactly. Yeah, that you have that tiger inside of you yeah right and like we had our buddy uh big mike working security for us oh, you dude, know? he's a good dude great dude and and oh, yeah. we had we had rylan on the lights and our boy <sighs> yeah. josh was doing merch so we had like a bunch of our hometown buddies and like we're like bro of course let's it's get, let's, get a little, let's get a little drunk before the show you know get a little tipsy and and i don't i think it might have been one of the new york shows we were at, like i was actually like i didn't like remember a ton of it <laughs> we definitely <laughs> killed it but like I, I it was like the most like i know what you mean inebriated i was out of any show and it was like I remember like great like you know good flashes and I definitely like was in my bag you know I don't think I don't think anyone in the crowd noticed but yeah there's definitely you know a fine line to walk when you have like someone like Big Mike taking shots and he can drink a whole Don Julio bottle and not be phased yeah, and then six nine yeah, four hundred pounds exactly and then and then I sip you know like I take like three four shots and I'm already like you know buzzing pretty hard and. So you know, it's definitely like uh, yeah, three, three, four is three, four is, is, is three, good. four is a little much. Even I think like three yeah. is like to me like two, three is a perfect pre-stage, like you know, perfect. And me and maybe G, one me on and stage. G would bring a little mixy on stage. Like I'd have it by my keyboard, you know, take Come a on, sip dude. between songs, Come and it's on. good. You know, everyone in the crowd is like partying too. You know, they're all older. Like you know, all our fans that were really young, like they're all older now. Let's be honest. Even some of the underage ones, they're probably getting drunk before the shows. We were all in high school. Like, we don't condone actually, it, but we're not. We don't stupid. condone it, but we're not stupid. All right, we're not naive. Um. But yeah, bro, that, that tour was so much fucking fun, man. Bro. And who would have thought we just can't tour now? Well, this is the, cra- I know, right? This is the craziest thing about that tour is, I want to be honest, I, I don't know if you know this, but I texted him and I said, hey, what's the chance I can tour with you? What's the chance wow. you take me on the road? Yeah. And I said this in my interview with Zach saying actually, and um, he, he said, dude, I mean, we really fuck with your music, so let me talk to like my people and yeah, we'll hit you back and i've gotten that probably 10 times before so i was like okay you yeah. didn't have high hopes oh i just like i was like all right talk to his people sounds good maybe who knows fucking the next day my manager gets a call from his manager i actually didn't and know this. my this is dude cool. fucking came through yeah bro we literally put the word in adam because we were like yo who are we gonna bring on tour and then like bro, literally as we were discussing it, with alec bailey too like with alec oh, oh yeah, my alec god awesome. bro. such a we great had a bl- we, such a great crew bro. you know he was in our van and in our hotels and stuff because we just like collabed and bailey's the man bro i i, I know he's killing it down in nashville right now he's just like just writing for people getting his own personal project together and that dude's such a good kid man that he's was like best. that was a great like i think three peat like lineup or like three piece lineup. i was so sad when it ended but I went on my own headline tour, and that was a huge thanks because of that tour. I, I was able to draw, you know, half the tour was sold out because it, you guys let me well, that's the thing, jump bro. on the tour. Like, people who may not have known about you, like, anytime somebody sees you on stage, like, they walk away and all. Like, truthfully, bro, thanks, you have one man. of the craziest voices, like, I've heard literally my entire life. Like, I'll put, like, you, you know, Stenage, you know that dude? Yeah, I'll put, like, crazy. you and Stenage, and, like, <laughs> I, can't really, wild. I can't really think of anybody else with, like, the range that you guys have. I appreciate have. that, man. Thanks. Um, but no, straight up, bro. Like, you and... Like, bro, to me, it was like, yo, if we can if we can help give you exposure and like, you know, these are most of our fans are like, you know, young, impressionable people. And like, if they see something that blows their mind, like they'll be a fan for life. They and all came to the show. They're all still with me today. We, you know, they and it's awesome. Bro. It was my first that was my first real tour. I, I went on a tour that was a lot smaller before that um, with, the, you know, in real life. That yeah. boy band. They're not a boy band anymore, but um, they're, I opened, they're not together anymore. No, they're not. Really? I opened for them and it was it was very much like 100 person shows. Still very fucking excited to be of on course. the road, but that was my first real tour, and I just remember being like, "As my fucking path for the rest of the year was was carved by that." And I still have this a good friend is is nice tour ring that oh a my fan God, made me. Bro. Yeah, someone I wear bro, it every day. I had one too, but it was too big for me, so I gave it to Big Mike. <laughs> Great. <laughs> was it like in the mean? Was it in like a wait? Did you do mean greets on the tour? I don't. Uh, I did no. So you, I you and Bailey did the post show. Like, we just did merch. it to, like get, we're just trying to you know meet as Slang many people as shit, possible. Right? Yeah, yeah. A little bit of merch, yeah, yeah. Um, but also like just for the pure like fan love, like you know really connecting yeah. with people. It's like the best way from you know from that experience. And some nights, man, we were so sick and tired, and but we still did it every night. Hundred percent, man. And it was fun, and we fucking appreciated it. Yeah, I would always try to get G too, and like G like the last like year and a half, two years, he's been so much more introverted. You know, like. Just like, you know, a lot of like wildfires on social media and like, you I know. know, is he, that why he doesn't tweet, right? Yeah. I, he just like, <laughs> he's infamous for not tweeting. He got very like in his head about like the, the world looking at him under a spotlight because of like, you know, things that happened in the past. And 
Um, and so like he just like he would be like scared to go out and like meet fans because like you know he would kind of just be like I don't know if they're gonna film me or like try to ask me questions about like some like drama shit and like and I totally understand it and like I would try to get him to come out with me a lot of times but, and, and I'm like bro these are your fans you gotta come meet them but but like bro like he like definitely was anxious a lot you know and on stage obviously that barrier breaks down once you're in that element but I, dude I get it man anxiety is real man and I, I totally understand where he was coming from a lot of the times like, I get you you're a you're a very very good friend. You, I, I, I just remember like, you know, even well, for me, for sure. But I remember when a lot of that drama stuff was going on and you were just very real and un- unapologetic. And that was really dope. Yeah, bro. I mean, yeah, you were very cool about like, I remember you put a video you know, out. There's and, two sides of every story. And I just, right. I couldn't let like just my best friend's like whole life just get crushed like that. You know what I'm saying? Totally. And on top of that, like, you know, we're literally like attached at the hip, like in terms of this music shit, at least yeah. especially during that point. And and I'm like, dude, like you're messing with our like deals, our money, our bag, like pretty much our reputation, and like you know that's not who this kid is, and, and whatever, you know, that's that's a conversation for a different day. But yeah, I'm just. It's also just a different year, baby. We're we're moved it's a on year. to yeah, future. We live and let live. We let go. And we have we have on to the next, you know. Jack J solo stuff coming, I hear. Yeah, man. Well, that's is exciting. That, is that real? You think so? It's what do real. you think? I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with him. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna say it's real. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say yeah. But yeah, dude, I'm really excited. I wanna I wanna send you some stuff. I'll send you some stuff after. Uh, is there, after I are leave there here. some dates or some? Is there a timeline? Yeah. So first single is definitely coming out next month. Um, we want to submit like a month in advance. Uh, me and the distributor I'm working with, and give them four weeks to work. Yeah, on some four weeks to like you know really like you know send it to the Spotify people, make sure like oh, we yeah. playlist it properly and whatnot, get it to all the DSPs, you know, deliver the artwork and. Um, let them live with it a little bit and like figure out how what like Spotify and Apple Music's best strategy for playlisting a song like this would be. But the first record's big. I got a, a girl on there who she's not actually featured. Um, she's like a dope songwriter friend of mine. Um, Beyonce. I wish you, you can't say it on here, right? <laughs> it's actually Solange. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not, I, I don't want to like say okay, anything yeah, tell, yet. Tell me after. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely tell you after. Uh, for and sure, and she just like absolutely kills this hook, and it's very emotional. It's it's. You'll Dude, you'll hear what? it. And you'll be like, bro, this is like a real storytelling. Like to me, it kind of reminds me of like a a stand by like Eminem, like where it's like the verses kind of tell a progressive story, and like the first verse is kind of more like you know reflective. The second verse is a little more aggressive, and like, but it tells a story about you know like losing somebody and not really having a chance for closure, and like you know just all the ins and outs of everything that went with it, and why it, it's like a true storytelling record, and and I think so many people will be able to resonate with it, especially the hook because it's like you got this beautiful female vocals going. Just crazy on the hook and like, yeah, I want to say the name so bad right now. I've almost said it like <laughs> twice, but um, yeah, that's definitely coming probably at the end of August and I'm figuring out, you know, Andre, who was on the road with us, our, our videographer. Oh, awesome. I want to do the video with him. So we're kind of conceptualizing video ideas to shoot in August, like while it's delivered and you know, he's such an awesome, dude. such a great dude. You know, he just had a kid, just had a baby. Oh, what? congrats little, to him. Little baby heir. Yeah. He's like four months now. Yeah. Is he, is he, is Andre based boy. in LA? Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Andre's. An amazing guy. I, I really bonded with him on the tour. We throw football. He's had a good crew. I mean, I'm. He's had a great uh, crew. I like become pretty good friends with Roberto. Oh, Robbie's um, the man. Robbie, bro. yeah. And, I was. Uh, uh, I wasn't on a hike with him, but Jonathan, uh, our our tour manager before that tour, we had a different one on that tour. But he he just went on a walk today with Robbie, and he's like, Robbie has been quarantining harder than anybody. Which like you guys can totally see, right? <laughs> oh that dude God. is that dude is so like You're such a perfectionist. Fucking, and, oh yeah, the tour manager before Roberto took over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> don't say fu- his name. I'll out the fuck out of that dude, bro. Oh <laughs> I mean, my it's God. All on you. <laughs> uh, no, I really don't give a shit. That his name is Jonathan, whatever. But like, bro, this dude. I actually don't think that was his name. Was it not? No, I think it was Justin. Justin, it was. Yeah, I don't even know his name. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because I don't like the dude, bro. I, I, bro, I've never Justin, seen a more negative person in my negative, life, bro. And it was yeah. such—it's like, bro, everyone else on the tour outside of him just had such a great energy, and we were all just trying to make shit like happen and and just like make it the best show possible. And he would like tell us we couldn't do things like on stage or like use cryo, and like he wouldn't even ask for it. He would just be like, no, no, no. And I'm like, bro, you can you just ask? Up. Yeah, he didn't want to clean it up. He's like, oh, it'll be too much. And I'm like, bro, you're being very selfish right now. Like, with we're the literally way he moved. paying you to be here. We're literally <laughs> paying you to be here, and then. And then Robbie caught wind that, you know, he was just like, uh, the way he would like address girls in meet and greets was very aggressive. He wasn't, didn't have any patience with them. It's like, bro, they're paying a hundred some dollars to like 
come be with us at least give them like a little sense of time don't rush them like crazy it's like me and g are down to extend the meet and greet like another 30 minutes if we can give everybody a little bit more time you know what i'm saying and he was always in such a rush he's like gotta go to loading gotta go to loading which i get but like he would like take it out on the girls in the meet and greet as opposed to like fucking speeding up the people taking the photos and stuff he would like yell at the girls and i'm like i'm like bro do not speak to our fucking fans like that first off second off i mean there was like you know supposedly he was like hitting up some like fans at shows no 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 no. that always fucking happens i don't know we had somebody like that too why is that why are people People so creepy, bro. Some creep, creeps, like, dude. It's not hard. And bro, thank God for Robbie though. He really was our savior. He's just the nicest dude. He's a, he is a and he is a god. He's a juggler, bro. He really like juggled all those balls on tour. Like, you know. juggle my ball. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was and like the, the atmosphere was noticeably different. Like that first show that he took over. Yeah, you guys right? got the the new sound guy. It was and what, stuff. like the final maybe like week like, of tour. Yeah, I think like the last like six or seven shows. Six shows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, man, it was just like such a better energy and like Robbie could have done it the entire time realistically and gotten Justin's pay, which I'm sure he would have done. Cause like he, that dude's so on his shit. Like he is a workhorse. He can like really handle his stuff. Doesn't really, he's never smoked weed in his life. Like not saying people who smoke weed, like can't do shit. If you're a functioning stoner, good for (laughs) you. You heard it. Jack said, if you smoke weed, you're (laughs) a loser. You're going nowhere in life. Like that that must mean I'm going nowhere. But yeah, either way, um, Robbie just really took over and, and killed it. And yeah, I mean, big props to that dude for, for, just you know, being such a great villain. Yeah, for somebody who was just a negative energy. He's been you know? a great friend to me because I've only been here like a year and a half and stuff, and he's been hooking me up with people and just hey man, just Rick a really really nice like really cool never wants like anything yeah. in return, man. Never, never ever ever wants anything in return. Mm-mm. You know, he's just like the humblest dude and like the best, like literally like one of the best drummers I've ever seen for sure. I just probably so him. sad because he's a uh, he goes to that spot. Republic of Pi up North right, Hollywood, right, right. like it's every day. It's <laughs> like he's probably so sad. Right I actually now. ran into him right before quarantine happened. Oh, really? He was over here at Blue Bottle Coffee, and he was with somebody that um, works with Adam, your manager. Manager, yeah. Really, um, Jonathan probably glasses. Yep, that was him. Okay, that's who was with him yesterday. Yeah, on the walk. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah dude, he was so nice. John is the man, dude, and he um, was our tour manager pre that European and U.S. run. Gotcha, um, gotcha, gotcha. But then, yeah, yeah, we were going to Europe, and we're like, okay, it's more cost effective to use a European tour manager, and and he was tr- he was trying to transition more into the traditional management space, like kind of be underneath Adam and, and you gotcha. Know. And Artists, so now, yeah. like me and Jonathan work so close hand in hand, you know, like Adam's like still my manager, um, but like Jonathan, like right. is like we we kind of have a more cohesive music taste. He's a big hip hop head like me, and so like you know, he's kind of the guy who I'll talk to on a day to day basis. Um, it's so good to have that. I have a I have an A and R guy that I talk to every single day. Really, that's awesome. And I probably talk to my manager every three days, something yeah. like that. And then my head of label guy, maybe every month. Gotcha. Yeah, but yeah. we don't need to talk. Every but that's day. a healthy. Yeah, you yeah. don't. You don't need to have it. You know, a daily conversation. That's cool. You have a person like that. No, totally. And so Still. Jonathan's like, you know, that dude's my ride or die, and like, you know, he's he's just so motivated. Um, and like, it seems like you know, mine and G's solo shit like are really like his passion projects right now, and like, um, I can't wait to like you know I can like start like you know really like paying him and shit like actually releasing music, and it's I'm right. I'm so excited that I'm finally like you know a month out, a month and some change out. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little. Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Oh, no, I was going to tell you that um, G's solo song was really cool my love yeah dude um, super sick very dope you're gonna have a solo song what 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 is the next jack and jack stuff gonna gonna be and when is it gonna be so you might not even know yeah the thing okay so we're all moving in together uh which i'm sure like you know a lot of fans would be like hyped to hear me g Let's sammy go. sammy's older brother benny and then our boy christian who's also from omaha the new Five party omaha house cats. yeah the new hype house dude let's go <laughs> the new hype house but we do want to like really start um we're all from omaha and we want to like you know start branding like you know we all came up together from omaha you know skate our boy skate you know he's I on love skate he's on taylor gang now like you know killing shit in the rap game you know it, like underneath Wiz and and so it's like bro we ha- we all have like such a dope story to tell you know being from Omaha and like having had had the success we've had out here and done the things we've done um and so once we all move in together uh we really like the next thing you'll probably see from like Jack and Jack will be more like content based stuff than music because we want to like make sure we put out our first projects while we're doing the solo wave but we are working on music we want to put out like an Omaha collective tape with like skate our boy skis uh uh 
Sammy, me, G, you know, some more hometown kids. And like, we want to, like, we really want to, like, put on for the city and really brand um, the whole Omaha aspect of us. People are going to so, be excited to hear that. Yeah, man. And so once we move into this house, we're going to, we're going to buy a camera and we're going to start, like, you know, filming week in the life videos, you know, workout routines, whatever it may be. Because Benny's going to be training us, you know, gonna like, be progress vloggers, reports. dude. Yeah, damn near. I mean, because I love Let's video go. editing and I love, you know, filming and video editing. It's like a huge passion of mine. And I've always, like, edited our, our content in the past. And so, we're all like, man, let's get back to our roots and just like, you know, start putting out content, whether Fantastic. it be musical or just giving people insight into our lives, whether it be Q&A shit, whether it be us commenting on like, you know, podcast shit or like, you know, we might start a little podcast room in, in the crib type you shit. You should, you should. And so yeah, absolutely. it's so fun, dude. Even just being here, this is the first like podcast I've been on. And bro, it's the funnest thing in the world just to talk and you just chat. You just fucking chat yeah, with your bro. friends. Like I've had all my friends on and like, yo, do you want to come do the podcast? In other words, do you want to just come hang out and hang out and have a great up? conversation? Yeah, yeah, bro. yeah, it's amazing. And so the next thing you'll probably be seeing from G and I is going to be, you know, probably more content based stuff. But just know, like, we are working on a lot of music. In, uh, yeah, it's funny. We actually made a song. We were in Arizona for the Fourth of July. I saw that. You, did, you yeah. see that story, bro? It, it looked fun. We downloaded this like country. Oh, the country, the yeah. country song. Yeah. <laughs> we downloaded this country YouTube beat. We brought our, our studio <laughs> set up, and and we wrote this song in like an hour and a half. We were all like day drinking and stuff, playing like beer die, and then we go inside and we're like, let's Bugging make a country song window. right now. Bro, and G like has the craziest country tone, and obviously that's nothing we would put out, like you know, realistically, we would it would probably be like a demo that maybe we would pitch to someone, but it's great because like it. we hadn't been in the studio in a minute outside of like just working in, I guess that was still working in like you know the bedroom, which is like where right. we work at our at our apartment building right now. Um, but you know, mine and G's creative energy like right now is at an all time high, and I feel like people are kind of nervous that like, oh, that's are great. they ever gonna put out shit together again? And it's like absolutely, it's like. You heard it. Yeah, Jack he said and, absolutely. Jack and Jack's just the umbrella. It's like we want to make Ooh, sure we're individuals right. at the same time, though. You know, within that umbrella, we got to have our own personal brands. We got to be individuals. We can't, you know, Beautiful. be attached at the hip and everything. There's things I'm interested in, right. in that he might not be, and you know, I, I might be doing business ventures in that respect, and he might be doing business ventures in this respect. Right, right. He right. could literally it all say, have to be Jack and Jack, though, you know. Right, and he could literally come to you and be like, "Yo, dude, I hate podcasts." You're gonna be like, "All right, cool." Well, I'm going to be in another room doing a podcast. Yeah, like, yeah, straight up. That's just what I do. Straight up. And like, it does, yeah, like that's something that like I'm probably more interested in, in than he is, you know, um, in terms of like hosting a podcast. Uh, you, you're going to, you you do well on a podcast. You're going to do really well. Yeah, you think yeah. so? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of nervous, just, but like I feel like once I start doing it, I'm you sure. You just talk. You I'm just, sure were you guys like, was there like any like nerves the first episode or was it just like super We just kind of I wasn't nervous, it? but yeah. Because we had, we didn't know what to expect anything. We didn't even know if it was going to come out. And we launched a couple weeks ago and we've been overwhelmed with how many people have listened yeah, like we're people. shocked we it's have awesome, ads dude. on here it's we're awesome, fucking dude. like it really it really is zero pressure like we literally just chat and that's because like, you guys are you you're, you're like doing it like just all amongst yourselves right are you editing yeah. it yourself like everything okay yeah. that's fire bro because i mean not, we do it you know this is like we just we have the equipment like awesome, i have this dude. banging lewitt mic shout out lewitt um it sounds great you have you guys have Sennheisers? Shout out Sennheiser. Hey, you got the the, the hands free. I know, I know. The I, big dog out here. Spencer's big leaguing us. I'm like, yeah, I am big leaguing you guys. <laughs> the thing, okay, so a little bit. You know, I think that alleviates a lot of the pressure though when you're doing it all yourself. You know, because 100. I've, I've had some conversations with like a great buddy of mine, Pete. He runs a podcasting company and he does like you know Zane and Heath stuff from the Vlog Squad and yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh, a bunch of like uh, he did To's podcast while it was going on and he has like a crazy array of like people from music to to influencers to and his company, um, he's a great dude. And, and to me though, I'm like, okay, if I'm doing a podcast with the company, like that'll have some added pressure. Cause you know, there's going to be like producers in the room and like, you know, maybe like somebody else in the room. Um, but of course, you know, in, in turn, they'll be bringing, you know, uh, potential deals that maybe you couldn't just get as quickly independently. And so I think though, like I'm so close with him, like, I don't think there'll be any pressure, but I am kind of nervous. Like, okay, when you're partnering with someone and it's not all like on an independent wave, like, Will you like watch what you say more? Probably, and I just got to make sure no. I get that out of my head. I just, I, you'll be totally fine. So we're with a company called Anchor. They're actually a sponsor as well, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. And with Anchor, it's like you can do whatever the hell you want, and you can also partner with people at any time. Like, there's no like year exclusivity things. Yeah. If like, say in like six months you were working by yourself and you're like, oh, I want to work with this guy, you just can. Yeah, that's absolutely. a cool thing about podcasts. You just fucking can. And yeah, to me, like complete create creative freedom, yeah, bro. which is great. So yeah. and you see like the whole like podcast collective, like all those like Rogan and like you know his minions, not his minions, they're all like great dudes. No <laughs> <respect>. minions, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Like, I think they were all inspired by Innerstar Podcast. I'm assuming. You oh, know? for he was, sure. Like, the, he was like the OG, but he's the god of podcast. You see, like some of them will have a podcast like by themselves, and they'll like have another one over here like with a partner, and then Bert they'll like and, yeah, 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 like Bert and uh, what's his name, Tom, Tom Segura, Segura the, yeah. the bear in the wood or the two bears. Two, bear, one two, two bears, one cave. Bears, yeah. One cave, yeah. And I'm like, they're all like cross collaborating and like starting new series. And it's like, you could 
realistically be running like three podcasts at once and like all with like different energy and like you know kind of different branding and to me it's just such an open-ended like field Fantastic. did you did you watch bill burr on joe rogan talking about like how they're gonna start like treating podcasts yeah. almost as like music labels i like, think i think rogan yes, really yes. just changed the game totally big time the game, with, the, with the deal a deal, yeah. hundred million Nine dollars figs, guys like worth every penny though a, i swear like to god a million percent Oh, it might like, be worth more. Right, yeah, that's what I'm oh, saying. Oh, it's definitely worth more. Like, sp- the money that Spotify made, they made like billions in stock revenue. I know, because, I know. Um, no, truly. When they, when they signed that, when he signed that deal, their their stocks went through the freaking roof. It's amazing, bro. Like, and the crazy thing is, like, after the exclusivity window, like, he can still upload these clips to YouTube after, like, what is it, like, six months or like a certain it's literally amount of time. Uh, the the best deal you could ever sign. And then on top of that, he's still making his money from the UFC shit. He's probably getting brand deals like out the ass from other. It's like, bro, that dude is an he doesn't pay for normal. anything. Ever. He will be a billionaire within five years time. I bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, yeah. Be, I'd yeah. be like really 100%. surprised if he wasn't. He like runs traditional media. Like. He well, knows Elon Musk. He has to be a billionaire. <laughs> non-traditional media is what he runs. Not traditional. Yeah, bro. He's got Elon Musk smoking Kush on there. It's like, He's come him. on. Bro. <laughs> Joe Rogan's literally affecting Tesla stock by having. Literally, bro. <laughs> yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. Why would your stock price go down just because you smoke some weed? It's like people. There's such I mean, a. There's still such a taboo around weed. It's like, come on, bro. It's Dude, like, but uh, one more thing I want to hear from you, and it can be quick. If you have. A wild touring story. Ooh, yeah. something uh, crazy that's happened on the road that you can talk about. I know there's some shit. There's a okay, okay, okay. There's a level that you can't say. Um, and we always. It wasn't on a tour, but it was at a show. That works. Okay, that works. Yeah, yeah okay. That counts. It was very specific, and this is actually one of my favorite stories ever. And like, honestly, one of the times, like, I, this is like probably the most like on I felt in my life. Like, we're, so we're doing a quinceanera in Mexico, private party. Whoa. Um, for this girl Sophie and. Um, her, her dad paid us to come down there and like perform for her, her entire party and it was in Monterey, Mexico like this really like affluent part of Mexico and mm-hmm. um, this shit was so trippy man we pull up and like it's all the quince is all decorated like you know in like traditional like Mexican um, decoration and it's like we're like what, like what are we getting ourselves into dude like do these people even know us right. and we start doing our sound check haven't even met Sophie um, we met her parents and you know the people like running the quince and it was like this huge production like it was like a massive party and um, you know, like we were like, bro, of course we're gonna go do a quinceanera in Mexico. Like, yeah. wow, this it could be crazy or it could be super weird. Who you knows? Obviously, go to Mexico. Yeah, of course, you of course. Gotta do it. And so we fly down there and we get to this quinceanera and we're doing sound check, like mm-hmm. probably like three four hours before the party starts. And we start sound checking this song called Tides. And as we're sound checking, all the young Mexican boys and girls come out, all like fifteen years old, right around quinceanera, and they all come out and they all like match with their partners and. St- once the hook of tides comes in, they all start doing like a choreographed dance to Whoa. tides. And me and G, we were like just sitting there, like, bro, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> what is it was the trippiest shit. And so, fast forward three hours later, we end up doing the show. <laughs> um, you know, all the kids are just going bonkers. There's a bunch of like fans waiting outside of the quince because they knew like we were there and stuff. And it was just crazy because like like all the all the young Mexican kids like really knew our stuff, and it was awesome to see, dude. They were all so hype. And we brought Sophie on stage, and she rapped Wildlife with me, and and it was super oh, dope. Oh, cool. Um, and then after that, we did a quick meet and greet, and I happened to have a boy who lived in Monterey that I went to summer camp at Stanford, like this law summer camp, like a couple years. Excuse me? Like three years <laughs> prior. Yeah, it was like this, I, my parents forced me to go, like I really didn't want to. Did you but 4.0? It ended up being awesome at 3.9 something. I just like, I was smart, but I didn't really apply myself. 3.9. <laughs> I always had one B plus, always had one B plus, right. so yeah, 3.9, but. Um, How dare you? <laughs> yeah, so I got accepted to this in like this thing in Stanford uh, called EPGY, and it was like this this uh, there was three you could like do your three top options, and like it was like I had, I had like business something, and then I had law was the third one. Like I didn't really care about law, and like that was the one I got accepted to though. And my parents like forced me to go. Either way, I met this dude uh, Federico there from Monterey. Like kids from all over the world would come to this shit. Gotcha. And, and Federico be- ended up becoming my dog. We became such good friends. Uh, and lo and behold. Two and a half, three years later, uh, we're in Monterey, and I'm like, "Wait, do I still have Federico's number?" Like, we're kind of wrapping up our meet and greet at the end. It's like a Saturday night in in Monterey, Mexico. I'm like, "Wait, do I still have Federico's number?" And so I hit up Federico, oh, yes. and instantly text, instantly Facetimes me, and he's like, "He's like, Johnson, have you been, man?" Like, we'll talk over like Facebook sometimes back in the day, and um, but like we weren't like too like in touch, but it was just like seeing an old friend. So next thing we know. He ends up pulling up at the quinceanera with like, <laughs> with like his like like his rich Monterey like Mexican homies, and they all have like these like fucking GTRs and so, and so they all like a couple of them pull up uh, in these whips to the the uh, quinceanera as we're leaving 
And he's like, he's like, come on, come on. And we're like, all right. Like, we didn't have our parents there with us. It was just me and G, like, staying in a hotel. And so we're like, bro, let's just go party with Federico. It was a Saturday night. And so he takes us to, like, this this uh, this Mexican house party, I guess you would call it. And everyone's just speaking Spanish. Me and G are the only non-Spanish speakers there. Yeah. Um, and it was so trippy, bro. Just, like, because, like, this was, like, you know, pretty peak of, like, Vine days. Like, all the kids there, like, knew us and stuff. And they were all, like, excited. We were all just, like, drinking and stuff. About to go out to this club. Keep in mind, clubs are 19. We're 19. They're 18. So... This is our first time being able to legally yeah. go to a club in our entire oh, lives. And, in Mexico. and it's also in Monterey, Mexico. So yeah. we're just geeking. So we end up going to the club um, after we pregame at like his just buddy's like just crazy mansion. And we end up going to the club and we get there and we have this dope little like booth and we're all like hitting Jaeger bombs, just getting like super drunk and whatnot, you know, because it's legal over there. And uh, next thing we know, Federico's like, yo, yo, come up to the DJ booth. And so we go up to the we go up to the DJ booth, which is on like the top floor. It's like a little like balcony leaning over the club. Right. Yeah. And and he's like, he's playing your record next, and we're like, what? He's like, yeah, like that. And so he plays like that in the entire club, like 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 a little like spotlight, like went on to me and G, like at at the top of the balcony, God. like where the DJ's playing. And he's like, he's like, hey, we got Jack and Jack in the building, like in Spanish. I think he said something along those lines. Like yeah. I just heard Jack and Jack, yada da da da. Kill these and, guys. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> but then like the, the whole club like starts like getting like hype, and then like like that comes on, and like. They fucking knew that shit, bro. I was like, damn, that song was actually like big, you know. And it's crazy looking back on it because you know it was like really big at the time, and and it was crazy because we were yeah. in Mexico, just like damn when near black. Zero out. expectations of that happening. Like you were just like, let's go play a quinceanera. That'll be fun. Exactly. And we then, did not expect this aftermath. Yeah. And then like next thing I know, I'm looking over and like you know like yeah, I probably shouldn't say that actually, but <laughs> never mind. Um, oh dang it! <laughs> we were so close. Does it have to do with a female or is females? Maybe, maybe. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. You're looking over and yeah. Oh, I know. Okay. Either way, uh, we're just taking the Edgar bombs all fucked up, yeah, and yeah. they start playing our record in the club in Monterey, Mexico, and oh, it was yeah. amazing. And then we ended up going to this after party with Federico and just hot tubbing with a bunch of you know beautiful Mexican women, and yeah, sounds was, like a great time. That was like just the most like trippy experience of my life, honestly. And it was it was just yeah, very out of body. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, not to mention that it started with like a fucking simulation dance with yeah, like bro. a bunch of. We were like, like, what is going on? Like, we're just like saying, man, the ties, they drag you down. And they're like all like doing like this, this perfectly choreographed dance. Just like, I'm like, what they've been do? rehearsing this. That's amazing. Like, and we had no idea what to expect, bro. But it was such a fun experience. And I love stories like that. Yeah, dude. Yeah, definitely. Definitely cool. Where you just don't. Yeah, you have no idea what's going to fucking happen. And then the, you know, one of the best nights of your lives. Totally, bro. Happens. It's yep. like going to be definitely one of the most memorable for a long time. Yeah. For sure. I love that, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> That's There's awesome. just a lot of layers to that, and I'm interested. There's a lot. <laughs> I'll tell you off camera what uh, the oh, part yeah. I had to bite my tongue at. Yes. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> wild. That was very wild. wild. Yeah, man. It's crazy night. Big time. Well, I think it's about the time to ask you boys one word to describe your day so far. Oh, I love that. Is that how you, is that how you wrap the episodes? Yes. That's how, we, that's how we wrap the episode. What do you, what, you go first. Productive. Actually, probably the most productive day I've had in a while. Wow. I just like, I, um, I'm starting this esports team with my buddy. Um, oh, we're, nice. We're both like really into video games. What do, you, like, what do you guys play? Um, I play a lot of Rocket League, a lot of Warzone. Warzone. Yeah, Warzone's a shit right now. Hell yeah. You know? But uh, yeah, we were just like really diving in on the creative and like, you know, we were having a lot of like meetings with people. Um, in terms of like potential like partners and people who are going to help organize it. And then I went from that talking to Andre about uh, a video idea for the single coming out. And then we were conceptualizing that for like 30 minutes. And then I met with my uh, new distribution team for the first time for this project. And like we had like a 45 Bro. minute like intro meeting. And I gave them the whole rundown of like the entire thing. I figured out who's going to be doing my merch for like when the it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I'm just really excited, man. I and mean, it was like probably just four or five straight hours of FaceTimes, text calls, like That's by best. far the busiest day I've had in a while, which felt amazing. I feel like the three of us are similar. We, we like being busy. Love being like, busy. Especially in a time like now, it's like, man, like if I have a weird day, it's like, it's the worst. Yeah. yeah. bro. Yeah. And, and when you just like feel unproductive, especially during quarantine when there's not much to do, it's like, you know, I like to at least like, you know, put out an idea like in the studio at a minimum every right. day. Um, if but you're yeah, in there for like an hour and you put something weird together or something like yeah. something. But d especially now, sometimes there's days where you just literally don't do shit. And today, today was the polar opposite. So I was just super happy with today. Hell yeah. That's yeah, dope. Bro. I'd say mine is well. Well. Really? Yeah. Which okay. is kind of weird, but um, I uh, my diet has been going very well. I've been I've been eating and working out really yeah. awesome and sleeping a lot so i just feel well dude i just feel like super healthy and light that's awesome yeah what sort of what sort of diet have you been well on? you know when i during the during the quarantine i i was like it was just a weird diet like 
I, I wasn't working out heavy, so I didn't eat a lot. I was kind of eating like I was whatever, just whatever because there was no like. That real was me at the beginning of quarantine. There's no future <laughs> in sight. I was like, totally. Nothing has any consequences. <laughs> yeah, totally. Bro. So I'm gonna eat so this true. half pizza pizza, but uh, yeah. So it's just it's just like dialed now. It's Lots good. of I'm the brown rice, like the veggies, all that stuff. Chicken, almonds, chicken, chicken, brown rice, veggies is just like my go-to, bro. A hundred percent. You know, you always make a lot of eggs, and I eat eggs a lot. Love it every morning, man. Yeah, I fuck with the with like the omelets you make mm, yeah you, you probably see it on my stories all the time yeah, i mean what's that <laughs> and everyone's like bro is the only thing you can make eggs and i'm like no it's just kind of fire as fuck but i got a couple other things <laughs> now but yeah eggs are definitely my morning go-to that's great though yeah wow. dude i feel well what's yours i mean those are both really good ones i was productive but i'm not gonna you're I'm not gonna, so you famous mine, for dude. taking so long to figure I, out your work why did you think <laughs> about sometimes it sometimes it'll literally like just... be like a hmm. and nobody will talk for, and i'm like <laughs> i need to think about it i'm gonna go with three i'm two one Positive. Okay. We love that. What? No. What do you want me to say? <laughs> it's good. I love it. I love it. It's good. It was uh, a perfect word. It was just a good day. I got a lot of stuff done. I was productive. I felt well. It was just positive. We'll drink know? some tequila after this. We'll drink great. some tequila after this. Definitely. Some and we're going to uh, jump off this balcony. Yeah, you I'm know? driving. I, I, I can take a shot, though. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. That's like a legal. It's not a .08. I mean, come on. Which definitely tweaks me out sometimes, though, I will say. Well, we pour big like, shots. Am I past the limit? So. I don't know. But if that's the case, if I'm like questioning myself, then I'll just never drive. Ever again. You're a smart man. Ever again. Ever <laughs> if I'm ever past the limit once, I'm done driving for life. <laughs> but boy, seriously, thank you so much for having me Dude, on. thank you for being here. Yeah, man. This thank awesome. you, man. This is like, people are going to be very excited to listen to this. I'm stoked, man. All when, the fans when do you guys release like post uh, post recording? Like how, how soon after? Uh, couple weeks, Max. Like a couple weeks. Fire. Yeah. Let yeah. me know when it's out and you know, I'm going to Yeah, yeah. We'll send out. you all the stuff. Um, I'm stoked though, man. Anything you want to say to the fans? Uh, yeah, I mean, just look out on the horizons, you know, first solo tapes coming for a solo single. Let's go. Um, a lot of new content from all the Omaha boys, you know, me, G, Sammy, we're all moving in together. So just expect for us to be much more active than we've been in, in recent months. Omaha beef. Yeah. Omaha, Omaha beef. beef I thought about this the entire episode and I have to say it. You said that I wish there was more Omaha Jack in, in LA Jack. And I just thought Omaha Jack was an absolute like western sheriff's name omaha you, jack you need to hold on to <laughs> oh, that just like omaha jack it's crazy he's known for and like you the- it's you know a touchy subject but like i can imagine he's one of those guys you know like when we were like just killing native americans and stuff yeah, dark o- part yeah, of our history omaha jack's omaha there. jack's like he killing the, the omaha tribe spin. yeah you yeah. know what i'm saying like you get he's it. notorious for like being an indian yeah we don't he's like real handsome native american not indian but yeah omaha jack bro. and only drinks like bourbon only, drinks, only bourbon, drinks bourbon straight out of like a well like yeah in, literally yeah, yeah, never it has to be in the ground it's got to be in the fucking like a bottle from stanley yelnat's holes <laughs> days just fucking no one ever sees him eat lizards on it yeah Steve, you guys get this right, is exactly what i'm talking let's about go. <laughs> all right anyways omaha jack just keep you know keep one, last, one last question for omaha jack oh yes uh shoot we're just gonna ask you this question and you just say the first fucking thing that comes to your mind ready Done. one two three when's, when's lunch? lunch uh 1245. <sighs> Very oh, yeah. exact. Jack yes. Johnson. Yes. When's lunch? When's lunch? When's lunch? Oh no. 